So we start walking around the lake, right? And then before we know, we're on a bench, making out, whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Ariel, stop drinking! Simran, go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright guys, <laughs> welcome back to episode 2 of The Babe Bar. We're so excited to have you That's back. our parents, by the way. Oh, yeah. Anybody who's curious, <laughs> that's my mom. And that's my mom. <laughs> you could probably tell the heavy accents, but hey, there are moms and we love them. And mom... We haven't stopped drinking, so maybe try again <laughs> next week. I know, and I definitely have not reapplied to school, so I'm not going to try again <laughs> next week. But my name is Simran. And I'm Arielle. And we want to welcome you back to Bay Bar Episode 2. We are so excited, seriously so excited to have you guys back. And yeah. of course, we have to start you guys off with the drink of the every other week. <laughs> The drink of the every other week <laughs> is, is so, a watermelon. Yeah. What are we calling this? So it's going to be called a watermelon martini, okay? Yeah. But it's not that like hard to do at all. No, super but easy. You know, we yeah. can hear the shake. I know. The legendary shake. Seriously. So pretty much it's super easy. We got a bunch of Jolly Rancher uh, watermelons and we crushed them up in a bag, mixed Ooh, it with a fudge ton of... I know it's so pretty. I'm almost debating like, do we even want to put in this watermelon, dude? Yeah, because it's all vodka. Okay, yeah, this is all <laughs> vodka. It's literally all vodka. Yeah, we pretty much just put a bunch of Jolly Ranchers and um, mixed in with a fuck ton of vodka and yeah, like seven shots. Martini. But um, after that, we want to mix in this Waterloo watermelon. By the way, last week we had plans. We were like, all right, we're going to put all of those ingredients on the screen. So my ass is like, boom, 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 boom. And then she's like, no, nah, fuck it. We're not going to put anything on the screen. I'm like, oh, my God. So we have Jolly Ranchers, vodka, and Waterloo watermelon flavored uh, seltzer water. Dude, hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Yeah, seriously, cheers to you guys. And cheers to you guys like, hearing our moms and their accents and how beautiful they sound. Simran, go, go back, back to school. Ariel. The uh at the end really got me, by the way. Oh, my God. Every time I listen to it, it's like, school. And that's like, uh, you know, in Persians, how they like can't say like the S. They're like, it's school. It's school. And like, it's like a... And before the S sound, it's hilarious. Oh my but god, that's what it reminded me of. Well, cheers times two. Let's cheers, try cheers. this. Oh shit, that's good, guys. Honestly, that's amazing. Honestly, like okay, that was I, simple too. Yeah, like we so like marinated fast. it for maybe like thirty minutes. <laughs> marinated it, whatever. <laughs> marinated our meat. <laughs> you know, yeah. but no, it was so simple. Honestly, we just poured a fudge ton of vodka into the thing put in ice, crushed up some Jolly Rancher, stuck it in, let it chill for like a good, what, 20 minutes? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, shook it up, poured it in, and there you go. And like, we all know that martinis kind of like, I don't know if you're into drinking martinis at um, restaurants and stuff, but they are so goddamn strong. Like, I've, I've, I don't know. I want to try to get into well, them I feel more. like that's the classy drink to get. I feel like if I'm ever out, 
And people are like, oh, I'm feeling a martini. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And I'm like, girl, me too. A dirty martini, right? It's oh, like, the dirt. Isn't it like the dirtier it is, the like the more pickle or oh, no, I, it's like olives. But yeah. to be honest, I think it's so disgusting. Like the first time I had a dirty martini, it was like totally because it sounded like bomb as fuck. And like, I don't know, you know, the really classy people are like, I'll take it extra dirty. And so I'm like, <laughs> all right, like I'll Let's take this olive dirty. Too. Yeah, <laughs> stick that olive in there. I want it extra dirty. I literally drink it. And I was like, what the hell? Like people, people, people pay like for it. Shit? I know people pay for this. People yeah. like it. Although I don't believe anybody can like a dirty martini and actually mean it no, i'm I just saying like maybe it's like the age maybe we're just not there yet i know right yeah. well uh, i guess stay tuned in 30 yeah. years we'll let you guys know what we <laughs> oh, think shit, if oh, the bay bar is still going on um, no, <laughs> what but- are we going to be called in 30 years still called the babe bar even though we're like 60 fucking something we're still babe bar (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it just takes us a second but we're coming (laughs) still got our drinks though but no okay so there's this really nice restaurant um up in downtown dallas it's called nick and sam steakhouse and the idea of this drink kind of at least for us came from there they put cotton candy on top and gummy bears in and i was like we thought about this right we were like so we should get cotton candy and put it in this drink and we're like but where are we gonna get cotton candy from where where do they sell it now but we thought of one place you're like chuck e cheese (laughs) chuck e cheese is literally like we should have done it for you guys but we were not about to go to chuck e cheese and be like embarrass our ass so hey can i can i uh, I get some cotton candy for um don't ask questions okay (laughs) i know but okay so Today's topic is about something that I feel like I come across way too often and it's the idea that like I don't know I'm I feel like I'm too much of a people pleaser or that like I need to please someone but at the end of the day it's it's about you or me or you know Ariel and everybody you have to live your life for yourself so I just want to like a cheers to that because like oh I was literally holding this because I was like really in deep like yes girl <laughs> reach and I just wanted to like finish your sentence before I drink but absolutely like let me take this step because it's such a tease one second <laughs> but yeah people pleasing is a real thing it's um just, I feel like that's something that both of us have you know talked about so many times And really, when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, like, when does the people pleasing stop? And especially coming from a foreign culture, it's like you're brought up like it's like an obligation. Yeah, it's like you're brought into this world. Like, don't think for a second it's for your free will. Right. Or it's for you to like, oh, like they just wanted to add another person to the population count. Like, no, literally, like you are a product of their brains and it's like you then become the ultimate people pleaser because all you know is how to please your parents and of course our parents are amazing and it's like of like you know we just kind of were brought up that way so you don't know any different but when does it stop because at one point you have to live for yourself no agreed and that's kind of why we're here today why we're even doing the babe bars because like again at the end of the day like I have to wake up in the morning and put on my pants and comb my hair and go do whatever the hell I'm doing. And at a certain point, I could not do medical school anymore. And I feel like you probably the same. Like, So maybe, Simran, like you should tell us a little bit more about like 
what did that all entail with the people pleasing? Like to what extent going to medical school did people pleasing mean in your situation? Yeah, like, okay, so let me kind of get into this. But pretty much, I mean, I feel like I've been doing medicine for God knows how long. And I'm not even saying it was a bad path. Like if someone can do it, you go Glenn Coco. But like, (laughs) but like for me, I don't know, I... You know at a certain age I was like okay cool like I'm gonna do this great like there's a lot of prestige in it there's a lot of this there's a lot of that there's like there it's a very noble profession but I don't know I think I did it for what I, I want to say like four years of undergrad I took a gap for two ish years I did the MERT program I did a full year of medical school so I want to say that's like eight solid years of just med like medicine related classes and then in under or not even undergrad in high school I was just trying to get into the schools that would try to get me into the places where I could take those classes so probably I want to say nine years overall that I went into medicine and one day I just stopped because I don't know I just felt like it's not always about the prestige it's not always about you know, like how noble and amazing the profession is in the eyes of other people, you know, as like, yes, it is like a noble profession, but I don't know. I just, I got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore just because of the status. Okay. So let's maybe go into a little bit more, like what does that mean for everybody else? Um, You know, like when does people pleasing start to become an issue? When should we stop? Um, Because really it could be never ending. I know in my case, you know, it was people pleasing in many different areas, you know, whether it's dating somebody or, you know, what I'm going to be studying in school who my friends are who I'm associating with or even like how like I guess I see it a lot in like the eyes of our foreign community or in the eyes of my parents even they are looking at like that's who I see per se like people pleasing because going back to like who my friends are what I'm studying or everything I feel like it's kind of all of a front to me to me like everybody's opinion can be different but like I definitely like feel that it was time to make me a priority, you know? Yeah, but that is also like a hard time. Like, it's a hard thing to balance. Like, mm-hmm. you want to make you a priority, yet we all know how, you know, foreign parents can be. Yeah, so and the foreign communities altogether. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, you know... I guess now we're just kind of opening it up. Like what, like how do you even deal with it? I know for me, I dealt with it by being in like the secret, like secretive for the longest time. Like my gosh, I am telling you, hiding everything. It was planned out like me and my best friend, Julia, right? Like she literally at the time when we were younger, literally, we would just be like, all right, girl. So I'm at your place, right? And like, you're at mine. Yeah, you're at mine. Call, like that, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, it's swear, like anything you have, all your whole entire story planned out. You know, the find my phone. Like, oh, I already had all that on lockdown. I already understood I the whole app. I, I should have been an engineer, <laughs> mom. I'm sorry, I should have been an engineer. Now that I'm looking back, but whatever. I, I'm telling you. But it comes to a point. Speaking of the engineer thing, I don't know if anybody else, like, I don't want to say suffers, but like foreign <laughs> foreign communities all together. It's like doctor lawyer engineer that is like the main three things that you can kind of do and that's like where where it's like quote-unquote prestigious right like that is like the noble things to do that's an official job that's like what what's you know absolutely no absolutely yeah so exactly like backtracking into you know what we were talking about like with the whole being secretive and everything of that nature you know 
I feel like there comes a point where everybody, especially us, you know, that are foreign um, offsprings, <laughs> like we literally come to this point, at least both Simran and I did, where we're like, okay, like we can't please you. We can't, you know, I can't live my whole entire life as a secret. Like mm-hmm. you're my mom, you're my dad. I freaking love you guys, you know? And we so we want to be real. We like, need to be on the same page yeah. here. But it's the hardest conversation. I don't know why, Dude, but I is. feel like having like a tough conversation with my mom, first of all, I feel like the I get emotional. One, I always end up crying. I know. It's like you start off by crying and you're like, yeah. oh fuck, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And she's like, why the fuck are you crying? I'm like, because <laughs> I'm about to be honest. <laughs> it's the hardest thing to be honest at least with my parents or your parents i don't know like whenever i'm trying to say something a i I cry and b i'm about to shit my pants but it's almost like it's a little unfair in a way because i will say this lol for me speaking of which if you can hear it it's my mom texting me so uh that's funny hey mom (laughs) um but no it's like funny because i will say this For my experiences, me being honest with my parents has resulted in like such a positive experience. But I think it's because we just don't ever have like we don't see them in we almost don't give it an option to be honest when Mm -hmm. we are like younger and when we're going through different situations. So to me, it was like honesty is not a freaking option here. It is like uh, people pleasing to give her what she wants to hear or I'm basically dead. Like that was the two options. That's kind of how we felt, too like right it's it's either like you give them what they want or like you practically might as well kill yourself like yeah too far too far i know god forbid but still like just like leave them alone like you don't exist to them anymore but i don't know i just felt like we we want to bring a platform to people that it's okay to talk to your parents about you know just difficult things that you're going through whether that be like your life choices whether that you be your mental health whether that be topics that are a little bit more taboo that you need help with like go talk to your parents at the end of the day they love you they might look at you a little funny but they'll help you through whatever you're going through but also the peace of mind you get is like way better um so if that i don't know if that's even like helpful to anybody at all but all i know is that i'm telling you like i know somebody out there is probably thinking like dude you just don't even know my parents are like extra i'm like no i don't even want to hear it because like i am telling you my parents we're so like strict strict and just like anything anything would trigger them and i was like oh like but like literally let me tell you a story on new year's night i had a curfew of 10 o'clock tell me new year's fucking night a curfew of 10 o'clock please dear god like i was 21 really okay i will say this my parents were never too big on curfews but they were like my dad went through this phase of like tracking right um oh that you hate that phase like like i said you learn everything all the parents figured out how to use the phones and stuff and it was that was the worst part of my life and growing up my dad's like oh i got a smartphone and i i just found out on at&t you can pay five dollars a month and i can know where you're at 24 7 i'm like oh my god like i've never hated a company so much in my life life but overall like wait what were you saying about the story did i totally cut you off no 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 so i have like a super funny story i mean okay mom dad i'm sorry (laughs) right we should have started with that like every day i gotta like um 
please don't kill me. But so I'm dating or on the path to getting married to this guy named Nishan. He's great. Hi, babe. Love you. Um, but in the beginning, it was rough. I would always say, hey, mom, I'm going to go to Rachel's house. I'm going to have a sleepover with Rachel. And I don't even know. Those she, are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would be like, oh, okay, tell, tell her parents hi, hello, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the parents know of each other, but they don't talk, right? And it, it worked out really great because I could stay a little bit late and I could come back and I wouldn't get, like, fucking killed because I was Dude, at Nishan's smoked, house. Smoked, roasted. Anything. And... Oh my gosh. And the crazy part was that Nishan's parents knew. They were like, uh, so aren't you going to get in trouble for going home late? And I was like, nope, I'm at Rachel's. <laughs> so his parents were great. It's 2020. Well, 2021 now, but in the story. And now we identify as Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's crazy. But I know. That, that story, I think, lives so deep in so many people's hearts because... Man. I feel like we've all had that story. There was a point where I was dating somebody and my parents were, so I'm dating somebody now, okay? Um, which, you know, now with this new relationship, I was like 24 when I started dating him. David, he's wonderful. And, uh, you know, it was funny because like this was the first time that I was like super real. You know, I was like, listen, I am an old woman. Like, I, <laughs> I am not playing these games I played oh when I was God. 16, 17 trying to date. Um, but, you know, before that, I was dating somebody and it was the same situation. Like, it was like they did not agree with him at all. And we can, like, get get into that another day. But, like, I am telling you the amount that I, like, the I, I almost made up, like, fairy tale world that I was living in one time because I was like, you have to keep up with what you're saying. And then the funniest thing is you forget, like, something you said one time. And then they're like, oh, yeah, well, what about this one detail that you mentioned one time and that like you completely three, forgot you said months ago <laughs> and you're like they oh yeah. there's, there's a book i swear they all keep a book somewhere and they know we need to find the book we need to find the book we need to and burn it, it. Uh, i need yeah. to burn the book oh god that makes me think of the burn book yeah that book got burned too <laughs> <laughs> wait but, wait what is the burn book no it's from the movie mean girls right is it okay Th that little pink fluffy book who knows at this point that that movie is as old as us yeah so, i know that's crazy i know but okay so i kind of want to get into how like even relationships how like again you're, you're gonna be sleeping with the guy forever you know like if you end up choosing him that's the guy like same dick forever but <laughs> SDF. We need to make that a thing. What? The SDF. SDF. Oh my god. SDF. And if Well, you know, people need to make that more of a cool thing, by the way. Like I'm just gonna say, I feel like so many people are like, oh my god, like you're oh, like you poor girl or something you're, you're like that. And it's like, wait, him, what the blah, hell? Blah. Like, no, no, that's exciting. Like I'm to have so one happy. person. Yeah. SDF is the best. <laughs> Seriously. We just had our first like wedding talk meeting last night. Really? Yes, dude, you won't even believe it. it was it was really fun. We got to watch all of these cute wedding videos and we talked about decor and the outfits and whatever and it was a good time that's so exciting I, so for anybody who doesn't know Simran was not recently but in no, like the past year, year yeah half, yeah you're she's okay. got this down there we <laughs> it's go been a hot so it's second. been a while but she got engaged and she um has an amazing fiance <laughs> i think we kind of talked about this last time or maybe mm -hmm. we didn't but i actually was friends with nishan through high school and then yeah. um when you know we met it was through him so it's been a cool little journey for them we're yeah. excited for their wedding i'm so. excited i'm excited to see like how it goes and whatever and kind of get the ball rolling with planning it because if i was still in school it would not happen yeah we would kind of be stuck like 
I don't even know, figuring my shit out as far as school went. But now that I'm here, which is a really cool situation for her, too. So she, um, you know, once she quit medical school, that really actually, you know, a dominoed effect into a lot of things, Mm -hmm. which is one is being able to get married earlier, um, which is really cool because I feel like it makes you or allows you really to even like, you know, have kids earlier and to you know be able to get a house earlier. You know what I was even thinking? Like, okay, so Mira and Josh, they're great. Um, it's Nishan's Mira's Nishan's sister and Josh is her husband and the way that they kind of had it work out was like they literally got married six months later they bought a house and two months after that they were pregnant and I'm like I don't know if I can imagine seeing myself pregnant at the end of next year isn't that insane it is amazing to think about though because I feel like I think about that all the time and I'm like wow like if I got engaged like next week, which by the way, David, you can go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I know the ring size. I know the cut. Clarity, <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Below two carats, bro. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally like I've thought about that. Like your life can change just like so that in fast. a second. And it's the coolest. It's the coolest feeling. I know. But going back to just like relationships and how that all kind of plays out as far as like with our parents for the first, I don't I, like you were saying that your parents in the beginning weren't so like you know, happy with the relationship. Not at all. Not at all. And at the end of the day, that relationship didn't work out. Um, But I will say this. It, you know, was definitely one of the hardest situations of my life. Um, You know, just having to like, really like, you know, it was almost the feeling of like pleasing them versus like pleasing myself. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just a matter of keeping it real with yourself. And I mean, you just knowing that what you're doing is looking out for you. Yeah. Um, as hard as that might be, because I know that's not, it's easier said than done, but it's, it's situational. That's for sure. No, 100%. Even like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of like communities out there that, you know, obviously to everybody choose their own guy, girl, whatever. But like, I just feel like there are so many communities out there that put so much pressure on finding the perfect person for that, you know, for the girl or guy in that family. And it it hurts me because I know that I definitely suffered with that for like a good two years that um, my parents, you know, they they had my best interest at heart, which that's the best that, way to put it. Yeah. I feel like you always have to remember that. And it's kind of a hard like pill to accept yeah. whenever you're in the situation. Agreed. Because you want to think like, oh, my God, they're out to get me this, that. But like at the end of the day, they're they're there for your best interest. They're trying to make sure that you like live your <clears throat> happiest life possible. Yeah. But at in the meantime, it's just like, wow, like I feel like my life is fucking crumbling. Like. I I love this guy. I have a great time with this guy. I can really see my life with this guy. But my parents don't agree. And I feel like, I don't know, for me, I really want to give my parents this respect. But with this, like, if I'm supposed to spend my life with this guy and if they don't think he's a good guy, like, should I second guess it? Should I not second guess it? And then that goes into, like, am I just doing it to please them? Am I doing it because, oh, wait, is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? But honestly, guys, like, you sdf if that is what you need then that is what you're gonna get and like if, if the guy is good the girl is good and you you like I'm, I'm looking you in the eyes if you think that guy or girl is good please stick with it make them or make your parents make your community whatever love them as much as you love them make like you know no absolutely so maybe we should transition this a little bit into people pleasing um 
you know, into friendships and relationships mm-hmm. and what all that means. is a big one. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, for me, that's been a problem. And I think it's rooted from, like I, we've said in the beginning, upbringing. But like being a people pleaser in a friendship can be a like deadly, deadly like ending. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I've lost so many friends because... Same. You know, I think that even sometimes the expectation that you put onto the other person, it's bad because for me, I've put myself in situations where I am such a people pleaser that I will like go above and beyond for Mm -hmm. one of my friends. And like, I am like, like just everything I I'll buy them anything. I'll do anything for them. You're there for their birthday. You bring the cake, you bring this and then the table for beer pong and X, Y, Z. And then, oh God, gross. but <laughs> I just like broke the curse okay. out of the mic. But no, I feel and you. And then like, you expect it back and it doesn't come back. And no. I'm going to tell you guys this. And lesson like learned, it's never going to come back the way you does. give exactly. it. Exactly. That's which literally is okay. what I was going to say. But no, the, it is okay. But at that moment or in the time period, period, at the time period of having that friendship, I feel like damn like shouldn't it like i i do all of this stuff for you and xyz and i know you shouldn't expect it back but sometimes you want to feel just as much love that you're putting out to get it back you know so what do you think is the best way to deal with that because i feel like you know i know both me and you we can be like super generous and super over the top yeah but like at what point like is it okay to just kind of like like you know not accept anything back or is it okay to dude i've thought about this so many times and even like on the real i have not figured it out if i'm being honest i've you know i'm only 24 i know that's old slash young it's like the in-between like weird as fuck age but i don't know i feel like right now the friendships that i have and the friendships like since i've i I feel like we both have been burned in the past with certain friendships and we're slowly trying to figure out like what to do and what's right and what's wrong and um you know i just i don't even know i think though what the way that i have tried to deal with it is i just scale myself back a little like i try to see what the other person is about first because or like not that I'm trying to change myself or anything but I don't know like well I will actually not 100% agree with that because I feel like I do change myself in different friendships like I am a little bit different in every one of my friendships and I the reason why is because I adjust mm-hmm. you know if I see one person's a certain way I learned like hey like I don't want to lose this friendship but I obviously can't be the way I really want to be maybe um you know so I just adjust and I feel like me adjusting has helped me a lot to keep mm-hmm. a lot of my friendships even if they're not like super best friends it's like okay it's like a, an acquaintance somebody that you would hang out with mm-hmm. um that you enjoy spending time with but they're not like my best friends but I, it's because I had to adjust or else my expectations are just way too high true yeah like I I don't even know i feel like i'm still kind of trying to figure thing out but figure thing out figure things out but um but with relationships it's like a different ballpark altogether oh absolutely i mean the problem is that in relationships like it's even more frustrating and confusing because mm-hmm. you are thinking like if i spend the rest of my life with this person i want to people please to the maximum capacity of people pleasing there is i know but is that even the right thing to do because you want them to love you, but you want to be yourself. And, 
you want to make sure that your parents see you in the best light and the community sees you in the best light and sees you in the best light together because that is a whole thing absolutely like, absolutely i feel like the first time that nishan came to a indian party with us um for that we hosted here oh my god i felt like i was shitting bricks the entire night i was like how are you doing babe like are you okay do you want to talk about this like what's going on what's running through your head are the aunties and uncles being nice to you or are they being like fucking savage dogs <laughs> like you know absolutely i got scared introducing well, him same i mean in mine you know i'm jewish and so even just around like the jewish community i mean yes like everybody knows each other you know and when there's like a new couple on the block it's like oh my god you everybody know? Knows. everybody talks about it and it's it's a little nerve-wracking because a you want to make sure that this is a real like valid relationship that you're not just like that person that's like dating somebody then they break up with the person and then it's yeah, like you don't want to be oh like my a god, serial you know? dater in this community or end up being that girl because then you look it. like a slut yeah but it's like oh what do you do yeah, you have to date to know i feel like that whole that in itself should be a whole topic because like think about it when like kids go to high school or kids like especially in the foreign community who are super strict and when they were in high school and whatever and they go to college at least for me i feel like i went and i definitely had a hoe phase like i don't know i feel like i went fucking bonkers and i didn't want anybody to find out because yeah like for me i feel like i didn't go uh, okay not that i didn't go through that phase i absolutely did yeah but i think for me like since i was younger i just like always was dating i don't know like i just always like wanted to date um you know and i i feel like it was something that i wanted that i always had to like kind of keep more like away from you know family exactly but, but you don't me, want them to find out you know what i mean well like, exactly because you uh, i mean everybody here knows this you want to just make it public whenever it's somebody that's very serious. like meaningful yeah. to you but then again it's like it's very frustrating when you're a part of a community because you feel like i mean you know david and i even talked about this really on our first date oh my god okay guys on our first date let me just tell Ooh, you i i haven't even heard this so. have you not no it's actually a very sad unbelievable story i'm so sorry to the whole jewish community <laughs> if you're hearing this oh, man. but literally so we we meet at a shabbat dinner okay um and basically you know we're we're chatting we're this we're that and then we're like okay so then we start texting right and then okay texting texting then we're like okay let's go on a date so we go on a date we're at the shop's legacy um and we're at the ginger man for anybody who knows they closed <laughs> down it's so sad oh, really yeah they closed oh. down i know damn it's so sad because of corona so we're at the ginger man and like i'm like my comfort zone as my mom would say stop drinking i'm like all right <laughs> bring the drinks we're doing a drink so literally i like am like three drinks in right and i'm like that's like uh, my most comfortable like comfortable level because i'm just chill my heart's chill everything's okay and like literally i started like having these drinks and david's having these drinks and then before we know it we're both like drunk right so we're just like oh my god hey so we start walking around the lake right and then before we know it, we're on a bench making out whatever and then all of a sudden i swear to god we both pause and we're like what about the community and <laughs> I was like, how in the hell are we talking about the Jewish right community in the middle of, of this when it is like 1 a.m. at the Shops of Legacy? Can you please shut up? But like, it's true because like literally the funny thing is we both thought about that. All of a sudden we were both like, well, shit, like we got to think about the community. And it's it's crazy. It's, like, dude, it's how long do you hide it? You know, like at least for you guys, how long did you guys have to like keep it just between yourselves before you actually We kept it between it? ourselves. Like, okay. So he went on this trip, um, like maybe like 
two weeks after or three weeks after but there was a period where we were like around people but we didn't really like make it a thing you know yeah, like i we like being chill yeah chill. like we went to a friend's birthday and like i don't even know if we walked in together i can't even remember <laughs> but all i know is that like we weren't like all like oh my god you know throughout the time we were just kind of like all right like you do your thing I you should see him now <laughs> i know and the funny thing is is like that same night we walked like we walked out and we were just kind of like you know caressing each other outside of the party and uh, we walked downstairs and we're like you know like making out downstairs and all of a sudden i see somebody from the community walk by i was like, like oh, oh <laughs> shit like caught red-handed and then i was like do you think she saw that oh my god like dude but it's like looking back how like silly is that you know earrings inside out thank you very much <laughs> but it's like how funny is that you know dude i know it's just little things that you have to i feel like you have to think about like me and Nishan, i mean as of lately we've been a little bit more ballsy with our moves too like we will sometimes like kiss in front of like when the parents are around and whatever but we it's still a, haven't gotten to that dude we're I like, feel like five like now, and a half years deep. we're always uh, yeah i feel okay that's fair i know like but i'm always like some side kiss like the per- yeah. persian kisses okay uh, i see you later no and then like <laughs> but like before we never did it was just weird as hell like we used to not sit on the couch together we used to not like do this nothing like do not touch me when you are it's around true. the parents. it's true but that's because i'm like you know like so concerned about what my parents might think or we what don't want to like think. disappoint them and it's like gosh but you know what like it's your life bro like and i'm not saying don't go and fucking have a makeout session like yeah like like in front of your parents or in front of the community like you know relax get a room but like you can hug the guy or girl you can like say goodbye nicely to them because like it's the little things that count in a relationship you know you gotta you gotta be there for them you gotta be there for yourself like well i don't know about you but i feel like my mom like watches everything you know dude i was gonna bring up like as whenever initially oh gosh as whenever initially <laughs> like so many fucking transition <laughs> words but as whenever initially <laughs> i'm gonna start using that you no know, whenever um uh, Nishan would leave my house in the earlier years my parents would walk him to the door with me and i'd be like um okay bye babe like toodaloo <laughs> it's just like okay well he's like are you gonna hug me and I'm like should we hug do we not hug like the, forget just about the to have sex with your eyes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally literally learn, so learn to have sex with your eyes like I it's it's not happening you know so there's that for you no I uh, totally feel you on yeah, that that's like, uh <laughs> it's just it's it's insane but I mean I know I'm still laughing at that though because I feel like with like our parents at least and I'm sure you know all so of the many other parents, parents out there, there they're just like watching you guys interact and then like slowly like judging Hawkeyes. slowly like take, we're taking notes so they can ask you questions later no, and you're like oh my god like <laughs> they, you'll get you'll get uh what is it not inspected you'll get uh like a, yeah. a questionnaire like a question <laughs> like you'll get targeted right after the guy or girl leaves and you're like well shit like the I, best you know? is when the parents are like super upbeat around them you know they're and like hi how are you oh yeah, like, so great some tea some this some that and then in your own 
language, they'll fucking grill the shit out of them. Oh, yeah, he's great. And it's just like, mom, <laughs> like, you won't believe my mom roasted the fuck out of Nishan when he came. Really? Yes, dude. He was like, she was like, hello. Hi. I mean, she wasn't the type to be upbeat or whatever, because, yeah, she was. No, my mom, too. I Well, she's super upbeat, but she's like also like, you know, not trying to be like super overly dramatic. Like, hi, how are you? Like, yeah. please marry my daughter. Yeah. She's like over here like a, you know, yeah, like, like, tell me why you should even be with her. <laughs> why are you here? Let me, like, whatever. But it's crazy because my mom saw that he had a birthmark on his foot and he's, she was like, your, your kids are going to end up fucked up. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Why did you bring him home? He's, he's like, he's messed up in some ways. And I'm like, mom, it's a fucking birthmark. No joke. But how crazy is that? People look at that, like, even with tattoos, which that's a topic to talk oh about. Oh my God, day. guys, you won't believe how much shit I've gotten. At this point, I have like, what, four or five? And in the, at least, Daisy community, tattoos are a solid fucking no. So, same we'll, with the Jewish yeah. community. We'll like, have, we'll it talk is about like that. a no go. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. Tune another, in, guys. <laughs> another episode. But, like, I feel yeah. like that was a, such a great episode. I mean, like, if you guys have so many more questions, please tell us. And we have no problem telling you anything, any answering any questions you have or yeah. talking about our funny stories with you. Any, uh, yeah, anything you guys want to talk about. I mean, honestly, we're just kind of chatting. We're like, whatever. We'll yeah. talk about whatever what comes it? to mind. Hashtag bathroom girl talk. Bathroom girl <laughs> talk. I know. I feel like this is stuff I would say in the bathroom. But we hope you guys, you know, had a little bit of fun. And listen, yeah. this drink is it's for real. so bomb. I just feel like I was so invested in the topics. But watch, I'm going to take this down here in like two seconds. All right. But- well, no, we want to see it right now, girl. Bitch, I'm not trying to get on the ground. I will have a little sip okay. before you say goodbye. Uh, I've been drinking. You know how many times I've refilled this thing? Yeah, That's this when my mom's cold. always like, stop freaking drinking ariel my yeah do <laughs> but no no it's it's an amazing green i'm telling you guys even there's like i feel like we should do a variation on it where we do the blue ones i don't know about y'all but i fucking the blue love one. the blue ones we if my tongue that. is still blue i just had one like a blue one before this episode i know but um, we should do yeah. we should do a blue one like um a in a little bit or something and yeah like, or a blue raspberry. You know what, know. guys? I just made the thought right now. I'm such a people pleaser that I'm going to go get cotton candy for the next episode, okay? Mark <laughs> our words. There will be cotton candy in the next episode, okay? Yeah, We're going to hit Chuck E. Cheese up. Oh, my God. Or just order it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't hold me to Chuck E. Cheese. See, but. you see what I mean? Like, the episode, take it with what you will but we definitely we have a lot of growing to do and we've come a long way and i feel like i'm fucking proud of us for that i'm so happy that like where we are and where we're gonna be and you know what hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah brother my favorite (laughs) accent is literally the country accent i don't know why texas but it's out so easy so happy like I have a one friend, Deborah. Deborah Hay. Literally. <laughs> like, when she's had a couple drinks, she's like, I tell you what, Ariel. I'm like, you tell me what, Deb. Like, it is the funniest thing. When she gets into her country accent, it's like heaven. I'm like, oh, say it again. Say it. Anything she says is like this, like, southern twang. So, I guess with that, I'm going to keep on the southern twang when I say goodbye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies so, and gentlemen. Um, we are going to close out this episode. <laughs> Keep it up, girl. We're going to close out this episode for the day, and we will chat with y'all. Yeah, we'll holler at you later. We'll holler at y'all next time. That's right. See See y'all later. Bye. Goodbye. Giddy up.
<laughs> Let me tip my hat off now. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, goodbye.